This is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Hello. And it is our goal to podcast. And we have been meeting that goal. Which is, I feel like we should get some kind of clapping because... <laughs> you want a medal? It's spring migration. Yep. This is traditionally a time when I've been like, fuck it, let's put this podcast on hiatus because <laughs> I got birds to watch. Right. And now that I'm actually the man, I don't just work for the man. I feel like at the GS level I am now, I'm the man. You're saying you've got your minds on the birds and the birds on your mind. I got my birds on the mind and my minds on my birds. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. You got the reversed. I did that get the reversed. I did it right. You did it wrong. I got it. I got my mind on the birds and my birds on the mind. That's it. Gin and juice. Yes. Um. Anyway, now that I have to train in park rangers and stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> stuff. I've been. I've been dealing with new rangers. It's great. It's, I'm I'm extremely impressed. With I don't our think they're ever going to gonna find this, this podcast, but like, if they do, don't take it personally. You drained the fuck out of me today. <laughs> exactly. We have literally like we have literally have discussions like over our breakfast. Like, oh fuck, when when can we podcast this week? I know, and, and or also like when can we go on a date? Exactly. <laughs> so it's spring migration, but we did this for you, Patreons, and this is the public no, podcast. This is the public podcast. This is yeah. a, but I mean yeah. this public podcast. If it is you, brought to you by our Patreon members. Exactly. Patreon, we just had a new $5 Patreon subscriber this That's week. That's fantastic. And thank you so much. I don't know why. So if you are listening to this podcast, uh, please, if you have it available, can consider uh, subscribing to the Patreon at the at least the $1 level. If you can't, write and review us on uh, iTunes. Uh, go to patreon.com slash birdchick. And you'll find all and, of it bonuses and, you get there. And here's what happens when you're a Patreon member: we have the we have things listed there that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like some people can give us stories, ideas that at the certain level they don't. They're just no, like no just whatever. Yet. But no, every no, now and no. then I'm just like, hey, what should we do? Like, should we have guests? And we're lining up guests. I'm in the middle of lining yep. up our next guest. We're gonna have more guests thanks to the page. we had Jeremy mm-hmm. Messersmith on. Yep. Um, this last time, uh, if you got the Patreon only podcast. We went out birding with me. We went for a bird walk. It was like... It with was, bourbon it, in barnoculars. It was the Lang Elliot experience, except us. <laughs> oh, Lang. I love Lang Elliot so much. You should subscribe to his podcast. You it's should. really good. Um, it was like, the fuck's going on over there? Oh, that's a bird. <laughs> but anyway, we just had a new Patreon member sign up. So thank, thank you. you so much, Emily. I don't know why you did, but you did. Um... Okay, so two things. When we do this podcast, you and I usually have a beverage, an adult beverage. Oh, yeah. So tonight, I so I, I went to work. I dealt with my seasonals. Oh, God, if any of my seasonals never listen to this, I love you. Training you is hard. Right. Because I have work to do and I have to train you. Right. You ask a lot of questions. You ask good questions. Yeah. You drain me at the end of the day. Yep. So I go meet my girlfriends and I tie one or two on. And then I, I sober up, and then I'm like, I have to go home and podcast so I can tie some more mm-hmm. on. So anyway, I just suddenly realized, I have a moth program this week. You fool! I know. I don't know why during training I decide. I think what happens is it's wintertime. I don't have as many programs. Like, I want 
to do all the programs in the summertime, birding and fishing and biking and mopping. Right. In and addition so I'm just to like, all your yeah. programs that you have to go, like, go out of town to do. And I distinctly remember being like, it's not really the greatest idea for me to book a late night program in May, at the end of May specifically. But yep. I'm just like, you know what? It's been winter. I've been furloughed. I want to do all the things. It's going to be great. I'm going to make this. And then, of course, the week happens. I'm like, what the fuck? Here's the thinking? problem. Our weather has been absolute bullshit this year. Yeah, our year. weather has Hey, thank you, climate change. Yeah. This is not what... And you can say, oh, this is just an unusual weather pattern. Like this for two years in a row. Anyway, it's it's super cool. But anyway, I for real, I cannot cancel any more programs. I have to do the moth <sighs> program. And then I was like, I need some stale beer. <laughs> so I went to our local liquor store on my way home, and I just grabbed a six-pack of fat tire. And I was like, I'm going to drink half of one of these fat tires, and I'll save it for my moth sugaring program. Right. And so I go to the counter, and I set the six-pack down, and the guy that kind of looks like who a young version of the guy in office space is there. And he's like, is that all? I'm like, yeah. You sure? And I'm like, oh, you're not used to me they getting know us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. And I said, yeah, I was like, this is actually for a moth program I'm doing this weekend. I love weekend. the fact that... Cond- oh, no, just Cond- say, just say. No, I love the fact that you need uh, a shitty beer that you're going to let go flat. for. No, the, the beer that you're going to use for this program... You need to let go flat, and you pick like an actually nice beer. I was gonna say it's. I was about to say it's like fat tire is not a shitty beer. No, it's not a shitty beer, but you're gonna let this beer go bad. One of them. I drank some of it. Sure, but um, and I mean, I'm just not a big beer drinker. I mean, I'll have a beer, but that's usually all I drink because you know beer and gas. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I I drank some of it, and I was like, I'm just gonna put the rest of it on the porch for the next few days until I have to make my moss sugar. But it was just like. Is this all you're getting? I was like, that's all. That's all I want. And and I said, oh, you don't? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm not getting this for me. This is for a moth program. <laughs> and he looked at me. and He said, I'm intrigued. And I was like, oh, you don't know this, but I'm a park uh, ranger, and so I'm I'm going to use this to attract moths. And he's like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, you take a stale banana, it's a really brown one, and then some molasses, and then some stale beer, and then you rub that on a tree, and then these moths come in. And he looked kind of like interested and horrified all at the same <laughs> that time. You do this, yeah. Terrifying idea. I love the fact that we have only lived in this neighborhood for what three and a half years, and yet both the butchers and the uh, alcohol sellers both know us. It's like, oh wait, we've been saving this extra fatty steak for you, or we've been, you know. I'm more disturbed that you are. You would think that we have lived someplace for three and a half years, and people wouldn't know us. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a while to live someplace. It is, but I just especially when you're in that place two or three times a week. I appreciate the butcher, fact especially that not necessarily the liquor store. I appreciate the fact that the that the butcher shop near us knows us. Yeah, that's great. That makes me happy. No, no, no. And they're just like, oh, it's like I've been saving this exactly. one particular rasher of bacon for you. That makes me happy. Yeah, I just love the relief on the butcher's face when I was like, I want the fatties. No, that bacon is not fatty enough. I know you're hiding some more back there. I, oh, you're one of those. I remember when we went into the butcher shop and you're like, do you have any fattier bacon? And they looked at you and said, bless you. <laughs> My favorite was the day that I was getting something, and I saw somebody talking to who is clearly the head butcher there, and I didn't sure. know the head butcher yet, and yeah. was, like, getting special soup bones. Yeah. And so the guy was like, no, 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 we're going to stop what we're doing here. I want that. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you can get those frozen bones over there. And it's like, those frozen bones don't have that amount of fat. Well, that's just, it was like, 
I want you to talk to that man and tell me what I need to do to get those bones because I want to make soup from bones like that. And and so I saw the butcher that had been working with me go over and talk to the head butcher. And you could just see that the head butcher was like, I've revealed too much. And uh, like he saw the look in my eyes like, oh, she's serious. She wants these kinds of bones. No, yeah. It's not even that. It's like the people like we've been in like, do you have any leaner cuts? Yeah. And I'm just like, like, I'll take that. Give me that. Do you have anything in the back that you haven't trimmed for anyone yet? Because that's what I want. And their eyes light up. They're I know, so I know. It's like, well, we don't have it today, but if you come back in two days, we, we'll, we'll save this and we won't trim it for you. But yeah, I think my happiest moment was going into that Whole Foods recently and they're right. like, we saved something for yes. you. It's like, oh. Basically, I want the grossest parts of the animal right. that no one else wants. And I feel better about that because they're going to kill the animal anyway. I might as well take the parts that sure. no one else wants. And I want the fat. It's like that uh, that scene in uh, 30 Rock where Jack's going in to get his uh, engagement ring. And they realize oh, yeah. Liz isn't his fiance. It's like, let me take you into the back where the real rings are kept. <laughs> let me take you in the back where the real meat is. Give me that tripe. We have an actual cow back here. Just point to the part that you want. Oh, God. Remember when we like... Had the cow share? Oh my god, it was amazing. Do you remember when they were like, we had to go and they just spread the parts onto the ground and like, what was it? It wasn't short ribs. What was it? The thing is like, yeah, if you want these, you can take these. It was, it was all, it was, it was marrow bones. Yes, that was it. And tongue. And I was like, and they're like, you can take whatever you want. And I was, was like, amazing. I'm going to be polite about this. And people were like, there was someone who took a couple. I was like, oh, I'm taking everything else. No. I don't even want for, the meat. I just want the bones. For those of you who are vegetarians or vegans, listen to this. Sorry. Uh, this was uh, about two weeks later. This was when power went out oh, God. in our entire neighborhood. So uh, perhaps you will get some joy of, of the idea of me loading a giant trolley suitcase of meat to take down to a... Uh, literally walking it let's, down let's let's take it back so like the storm hit and the power yeah. went out you were in hong kong no i was not i was in ohio. uh i was in my i was in, oh, ohio, in ohio calling you yeah because you were calling me and like the wind was blowing it blew out our window it blew remember out our window. we had to get yes. a new window and um so but yeah and and so the power went out and I Tetrised the fuck out of our freezer. You did. To like save it for yep. 24 to 48 hours. And I was approaching the 48 hour mark. No one had ice. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And our friends, Betsy and Adam, fun fact, Adam is the son of Jane Yolen. Yep. They were our neighbors. And yep. they were like, hey, we live near the power station. So we got power we back got right power away. Back. And they're like, just, just, just load your meat into a suitcase. And put it into so our had freezer. To, I had a giant, like a you just came like, home from the gigantic. airport. Gigantic, yeah. So imagine me loading this meat into unloading a, your suitcase and then trolleying this down, you know. And I said ten blocks down to there. And I told yeah. them I was like, "You can take whatever you want from our meat stash from this cow yeah. share that we have. Take the steaks. If you want any of the bones in there, uh, right." You have to negotiate that. They're like, I don't want your bones. And I was like, okay, because I have soup and bone marrow plans for right. that. But but if you you want the T-bone steak, just take oh. that. I, I don't care. All right. This has uh, been Meat Talk with Bill and Sharon. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, make sure to rate and subscribe to us on uh, By the way, iTunes. I do have an absolutely amazing vegan recipe for uh, a mushroom hazelnut risotto Sounds that we great. got when we were at a birthday party at Neil Gaiman's house, prepared for us by Jeremy Messersmith. So Sounds how many great. times can I fantastic. name drop? Anyway, it was an amazing recipe. But Jeremy I have... made us an amazing... Um, uh, it was a risotto. 
No, the other time he made us uh, nochi. That was amazing. The vegan gnocchi. I think you had that without me. Mm. But okay. we had the we had the vegan risotto. Yeah. But also, I know some other vegan. So we can do vegan talk. Remember that time that we had the vegetable share and we had to kill the vegetables. We had to kill the vegetables. I was just trying to even Shoot out. Shoot them all in the, the head. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to even out all the cow talk. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, we do eat vegetarian. I, I eat one vegetarian meal a day at least. I try. I try really hard. I just can't be full vegetarian. I'm doing keto so I cannot claim the same. Although I haven't been doing keto. You for, haven't been keto for. Let's no, be clear. it's been very difficult because a lot of because it's summer and a lot of friends are inviting me out and it is virtually impossible to eat keto when you are out and about. Actually, at the right restaurant. I mean, we were at a Red Lobster. We could have eaten keto at Red Lobster. We could have, but we they had that tomato. Caprese salad. Anyway. That you could get with your shrimp. Anyway. I'm just I've saying. been doing my best. I'm not saying it, but I'm saying. I can't be keto. I just I just can't. I have sure. to have some carbs. Alright, do we have actual bird news? Actually, on our, we have uh, we have a question podcast? from Tom. I'm gonna say Nook. It's W N U K. Tom, I'm sorry. I if I'm I should have asked you in my correspondence with you how to pronounce your last name. Kirk. I'll tell you what, you can call me Stitler. Right. That is not how you pronounce my last name since Stitler. I Stitler. Yeah. What was the one that I got the other day? The best one I ever got was, uh, recently, was on a postcard for something I said. Shitella. <laughs> Shitella? Yeah. I've gotten Shitler. Oh, yeah. I Shitler. know what... Oh, no. Shitler is totally... I totally got that one. No, I the one that I... Is, uh, Stifler, I think, is the yeah. one that I got recently from the federal government. I'm like, how long have I worked for you, federal government? It's a weird name. It's not that weird. It is a very weird... I've been living with this for 47 years. It's a weird name. You know what? My maiden name before this was Koval, and yeah. like so many people called me Koval, Koval. But that's just a variation in like pronunciation, like, and it's like there's like there's Kowalski, there's like you know well, Kowalik, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like I probably was I a Kowalik at some point. It just got short. If you ever meet me and you get my name wrong, I'm not going to be upset. Like I don't even care anymore. The only times where I get mildly irritated is if I've known you for several years right. and I've told you on more than one occasion what my name <laughs> is. Well, if... Okay, well, that's a good point. People... Mispronouncing my name, if I've known you for many years, is one thing. Misspelling my names, I don't even care anymore. I care if I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And you I, also have an equally irritating name. And I have <laughs> taken great pains to remember how many R's or L's are in your name. And you don't even bother with me. Yeah, it doesn't. Misspelling my name doesn't bother me at all anymore. Even with people who have known me for more than a decade. The thing is that I have tried so hard to find ways to spell this last name mm-hmm. to make it easier for people. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, my go-to is S-T-I-T-E-L-E-R. Oh, yeah, you have to emphasize the first E. It doesn't work. And so no, so then I've tried S-T-I-T-E-L-E-R. Nope. No, there's nothing that works. There's nope. nothing that works. And it's, That first E is what fucks everybody up. It is. But, but the other thing that I've noticed is with my phone number... Mm-hmm. So the last four digits of my phone. I feel like I, I can mm. safely reveal the last four digits. No, no, you just need to say the f- last four digits. I'm just going to say the last four digits. It's a 0760. Uh-huh. And so when I go to places where they want your number so you can get discount right. cards, as soon as I go into the 0760, they get to the 07 and they're like, wait, what was that? What? Mm. And it's yeah, and I feel like, oh, this is the Steitler thing all, all over again. Mm-hmm. You're confused by the ease. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
right, so let's go your, to Tom. Her? Tom's questions. Tom. 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 Tom is a podcast fan. Okay, so Great Spirit Bluff Falcons. The first night after the two Peregrine Falcon hatchlings. Oh, wait. Okay, the first night after the two hatchlings, the nest was attacked by a great horned owl. These are okay. Peregrine Falcons. So there was a Peregrine Falcon nest. Yeah. There's, a, okay. there's a lot of speculation that a peregrine cannot see at night to put up a good fight mm. and certainly can't chase after it, although it did once. Of course, their eyesight isn't as good as an owl's, but can you comment on their ability to defend their nest at night with poor eyesight, or are they really a, at a significant disadvantage at night? So peregrines versus great horned owls. Fight! This is, Do you have a hot take on this? I don't like my... My take on this is obviously... Tell me your take. What do you think? So well, between a peregrine falcon and a great horned well, owl. Is, well, is the bird on the nest? Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be, like, it's got to be hungry if it's going to... Like, obviously, an owl has an advantage... At night. At night over a, a peregrine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's it. That's the beginning, middle, and end. It must be horrifically hungry if it's going to take on a bird on the nest. So here's the and thing. And take on and take on the young and not necessarily the the um the parent. I feel like there's been a conversation on a listserv that I haven't been part of. Okay. And when you get into those con- or a listserv or a Facebook page. And when you get into these conversations about who can fuck up who. Mm. That Don't slam stuff down on the table on the podcast. I apologize. So, I feel like when you get into these conversations of who's going to fuck up who. It's hard with these between a peregrine falcon and a great horned owl to say who has the worst eyesight. There are definitely going to be differences. Let's be clear. Both of these birds are going to be able to see better at night than either you and I can. Sure. A peregrine is going to have more cones than rods. Okay. So a peregrine can see color better than a great horned owl, better than we can. But a great horned owl has more rods, so it's going to be able to see in low light conditions better than a peregrine and better than us. Well, here's the thing is that peregrines don't hunt, or do they? Do peregrines hunt at night? They clearly hunt at crepuscular times. Okay, so they... And, and, and when we're and talking crepuscular... Yeah, yeah. So, and this is something I've gotten into several times. If you look at when peregrine falcons were being reintroduced in the Twin Cities metro area... And their nest contents, especially during spring migration, there were a lot of nighthawk parts in their nest. Interesting. They're ge- and, and if you also look at peregrine falcon decline, and, and this is just my observation. I don't think anyone's actually done a study on it. Peregrines were introduced at a time when nighthawks were declining. I would say it's, it would be worth looking into that peregrines being introduced in metro areas where nighthawks were declining. It would be interesting to look deeper into well, that correlation also, for fucking evidence. Well, also based on, again, my limited knowledge of owls, yes, they have gigantic eyes and they're used to being active at night, but they hunt by sound. The way it was explained to me by a raptor biologist once was, we know our home. So you and I can wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee. Mm-hmm. Our eyes don't have to be completely open and completely focused. and com- Like, we know the route around our habitat to mm-hmm. get to the toilet to pee. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same for owls. They can hear really well. They can definitely see better at night, but they know their territory. They okay. know where the, the cuts are in the woods. And they know... So, 
a peregrine is going to know its its area. When peregrines were first reintroduced into Minnesota, before they started introducing peregrines into metro areas, they tried to uh, reintroduce the young falcons around the traditional cliff sites, the river bluffs. And they were all eaten right away by great horned owls. Part of that was these were young birds. And it's like, oh, what's this thing flying at us? Let's, uh, I'm not going to be scared of it. But eventually, uh, an equal oh, so okay, so an equilibrium was reached because, well, first researchers realized let's maybe not release them around cliffs. Let's see what happens in metro areas. Let's see if we can make buildings mm-hmm. uh, resemble cliffs, and that worked. And then all of sure. a sudden, the peregrine got comfortable, established itself. So when they started nesting on former sites, when they started nesting on cliffs, when the great mm-hmm. horned owls would try to attack them. The peregrine was like, I know this territory. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up if you come near my nest. That's not to say that the occasional great horned owl isn't gonna go for a peregrine nest, but a peregrine's gonna learn from that. Well, I guess my question is at this point: is the the owl going for the nestling or oh, the adult? Okay. Oh, it's going for the nestling. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. The same way a great horned owl would try for a bald eagle nest. Okay. Sometimes that owl is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the peregrine is going to be successful defending the nest. Okay. Interesting. So I don't know enough about the Great Spirit Buff Bluff Falcons to mm-hmm. know what's going on. Or is this a young pair of falcons and they've not really had to deal with? great horned owls before yeah is this a particularly stealthy great horned owl but some predation has to happen yeah. there has I mean, to be some give and take there's not a as we've discussed before there's not a there's not a set of skills like we've talked about like eagles that learn oh i can get fish so i'm gonna go after fish eagles that learn i'm gonna go after well there have been eagles that have learned how to go after soft shell turtles and that's what they go and you go to their nest it's like look at all these soft shell turtles i'm gonna go after deer carcasses so that's what i'm gonna go after and like there's not a particular it like each bird is each bird can learn a set of behaviors it's Mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna go after this like if i learn if i'm a young bird and i learn that Oh, robbing nests is what's going to get me fed. And, and you know, now that we have this day and age of cams and we can, like, follow certain birds and... It's all the Instagrams that's causing this. It's a cam bird. That bird's yeah. like, do you want me to eat this rat? I'll eat this rat. You give me five bucks. If you bucks, give me five dollars. You send five dollars to my PayPal account. Do you want me to eat this rat head first? Do you want me to swallow it head first? Or do you want me to swallow it tail first? Oh, God. If you want me to swallow it tail first, then that's going to be $20. You made it so weird. God damn you. I love you so much. Uh, I want to start a Cambird's website. Uh, I want to do this so bad. You're terrible. Here's a cardinal. Here's uh, a, no, no, there's a cardinal. So it's what like, was the, do you want me to crack open the shell of the sunflower seed? Or do you want me to the, swallow the sunflower hole? Who's well, going to give me 20 bucks to swallow the sunflower hole? What was the specific hole? question that this person now instantly regrets that they <laughs> asked us? Um, it was like, what was my hot take on two hatchlings getting attacked by a great horned owl? And if a peregrine has terrible eyesight. I'm not saying a peregrine has terrible eyesight. I'm saying somebody can have a bad no, night. No, it's... I'm sorry. Continue. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't think peregrines have terrible eyesight. No, this is the, it's the protein question that I've always 
brought up with squirrels. It's like people why are these squirrels trying to get in my bird feeder? It's like, this is a wild animal. This squirrel literally has nothing better to do all day than to figure out how to get into your bird feeder. That wasn't a protein question. Well, no, it's like the owl is like, okay, here are two relatively undefected, yeah, two undefended chicks. If I can get this, I'm set for a week, two weeks. Oh, they're not set for two weeks well, on a parachute. They're not even set for a week. I'm just saying, it's like, that's where the food but, is. But no, a, a great horned owl is going to be like, I hear something rustling there. I can yeah, see it. Like, I'm going like to go Like, they're for not it, yeah. moving around. Yeah, and I feel like now's what's, my chance. What's the risk reward ratio? And sometimes you yeah. win. And so, it's, it's, so basically, so, so Tom, this is Game of Thrones. You mm. either win or you. It's Game of Nests. Exactly. Whether win yeah. or you die, yeah, and it's, that's that's pretty much what we went. the owl you, had a good night. The did, peregrines did not. Did the owl decide? Okay, here's something that I know. Here's a source of food that I know where it is, and maybe there's something guarding. They're not it. being defended. As or well do as I want be. to go to the other side of my territory and maybe listen to a vole? It was just yeah. the opportunity was there. It worked. Yeah. Maybe the falcons were learned yeah. from this, but other peregrine falcons have taught some great horned owls some respect. Yeah, it's. But I mean, and and that's also <sighs> gets back to the reason of you know where you reintroduce barn owls because yeah. if great horns have moved in, it's going to be really hard to get those barn owls because great horns will eat yeah. the barn owls. It's they're animals. Sometimes you're going to watch a, a camera, an online camera mm-hmm. feed about birds, and it's not going to end well. No. Kind of like sometimes a German Shiza game it's girl. This <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I blame South Park. Yeah. Listen, listen, uh, like this whole thing about the, the three eagles that are raising chicks together. Oh, yeah. If one of them kills one of the other adults, I kinda, we're not going to see that in the news. I kind of feel like with a certain segment of the population that the killing is a better outcome than, like, two guys and a girl happily, yeah. like... And a pizza place. And a pizza place. Raising a freedom chick right. is 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 worse. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we can't have that untraditional yeah, no, just, family. Whereas I feel like, right on, you you made that relationship But what I'm work. saying Go is, yeah, we're watching... You and I are watching this, and suddenly one of the eagles kills another one of the eagles, and what does this say? No, like, well, I feel like, well, that's no just nature. But either. I also, yeah. you don't look for nature. You don't look to nature for morality. Some people do. That's, that's insane. That's why this story was in the news. It was like, oh, three, like, what was it? Two males and a female? Two males and a female. Two males. Oh, this is nature. The dream. Yeah. But if one of the males kills the other male. I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I feel like there's a certain segment of the population that would feel more comfortable if that happened. Sure. And they're far more uncomfortable that these two males have negotiated just, uh, all, a truce to allow a female to raise their babies. The messiness what? of it is what I find interesting. Uh, the messiness is what I gravitate to. Yeah. The messiness is real life. That yeah. is that is long-term relationships. It's messy. It's always messy. Sidebar, we just recently celebrated our 21st anniversary, and the messiness is what is important. <laughs> It's messy to rock around, to rock around, all right, all right. It's messy. What, what? It's messy. We should get uh, Pendula to be on the uh, Bird Chick podcast. That can happen. <laughs> I know it can. 
I think that would be uncomfortable for you. <laughs> Speaking of messy. And we're just going to let everyone else out there figure out what that means. Are you sure you want that to happen? There's so much to unpack with that statement. And everybody's going to be wondering 20 different things. It's all true. All anyway, right. let's move on to uh, Tom's next question. And let's never speak of oh, Pendulette. Uh, Tom Tom's has got... two questions. And we'll never speak of Pendulette again. Pretty sure we will. We will. Pen, do you, if you want Pen on it. I, I like Pen. Do you? I do. Do you? I think he's a fantastic entertainer. I think he's a fantastic speaker. Can I? Okay. I'm just going to go back to some notes here of things you've said about Pen in the past. Okay. You want to do this live on the public podcast? No, I really don't. Okay, let's move on to Tom's <laughs> second question. Take I feel, it away. I feel like if we're going to have Pendulette on the podcast, I need more Patreon members because things are going to get weird. Things are going to come out. I want more money if that kind of stuff's going to come well, out. Well, that's how you get more Patreon members. You cross-pollinate, you get more like people in. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't want our podcast to be bigger than it is. I kind of like the small group. Sure. But if people want Pendulette, I need more money because I don't know where that's going to go. No, that's, you're, you're thinking about it in reverse. It's like we get guests on and we get more members. I don't necessarily want more members. I just like the members that we have and I want to do things for them. Okay. Because I'm a sub. That's just me. Sure. That's, wow, that's on the public podcast, not on the Patreon ones. Mm. But I'm just saying, it's like, I feel like if Penn gets on, there's going to be things. All right. Things are going to be said. And it's like, that needs to have more money before that. Or I need to be dead before some of that stuff comes out. Right. Uh, All right, so digital No comment. Actual... Actual Tom has text. questions. Tom has another question. So his, right. his question first was about Falcons, and then it was about Digimuscoping. Okay. I've tried multiple times with the top-of-the-line Swarovski scope. First of all, there's no other kind of Swarovski scope. They're all top-of-the-line. Okay, fine, yeah. Don't yeah. give me that look. <laughs> You're sponsored by them. I am not. And I don't make any secret about that, but I mean... Do you see a below-the-line? Sidebar, if anybody else wants to sponsor me, hit me up. Oh, that would be so much fun for our marriage. <laughs> I, would, I would take you down. I would love to see what happened if Nikon sponsored you. I would take you to the woodshed, and I would light you up. Oh, that would be amazing. You know what would be really hilarious if it's uh, if, if, nice? I, I don't want gear. I just want money. Here's the thing. If you're going to get anyone to sponsor you... You're a dude. So sure. clearly, Leica is the one who's going to sponsor you. Oh, okay. shit! Did I just say that out loud? Talking some shit. Smackdown. On the public podcast. Leica loves to sponsor guys. That would be, how amazing would it be if some other company, not any specific company, sponsored me, and I got all this gear, and they was like, Yeah, Bill, let's send you on a, an around-the-world tour to do all this stuff. And I, I was would like, light that <laughs> up i would you would stab me to death in my no, sleep no i wouldn't i would use it to whoever is sponsoring me's advantage actually <laughs> here's my case if anybody wants to sponsor me any any optics company any optics company it would be even funnier if it was the a big one of the big three or four It'd optics be- company if any optics company wants to sponsor me i am gonna take Pictures of the shittiest birds you can imagine. I will take like high end optics of like this is European how you don't sparrows. Get a 
I have <laughs> just like okay. Bill Steiner, <laughs> like photos of the ass end of a blue jay in my heart. <laughs> no, you brought this up on. I know. I'm trying. On to the last like- podcast, it was like vignette birds on Instagram. If anybody wants to sponsor me. To start the Vignette Birds Instagram. Oh, well, if you want to have, like, really terrible bird photos with vignettes, you might as well be Leupold or Brenton. This was my idea. Oh, shit, did I just say those companies out loud? Oh, shit. So, like, if Leupold or Brenton sponsors you, I will will take you down. That is just, like... This was my idea. Do you remember, like, when we gave away, when you gave away as a promo... My uh, scope. Your scope, that was my idea, was not... Oh, send me your best birding photos. Like, what is your worst birding photo? That was the best thing that ever happened to my website. That was amazing. And we need to do another. And maybe I'll talk to PhoneScope. Because Uh, it was like, no, these people who, like, take amazing photos don't need a a, a second to best generation Swarovscope. The people who are taking terrible photos need this. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's my giving. Bad birding photos. Somebody took a photo of, like... A turkey that was going to go in their oven yeah. and some it was amazing. My favorite one was the one who like sent us this photo of this horrific winter landscape. Yeah. And there's like a teeny tiny white speck and they like <laughs> went into MS paint and like drew an arrow and was like, I thought this was a snowy. These are owl. the people who need help. These are the those are the contests. Yeah. So yeah. like any anyway, loop holder Brenton, if you want to sponsor If you want to give bill, me money, well, first of all, you need to give me gear. They're not going to give you money. No, they have to give me money because I'm not interested in doing this for just strictly the birding. Here's right. the thing. If you want to have a career like mine. Uh, and I you did, don't want to misrepresent. Misrepresent. Oh, God. What was that? What was that movie? It was from some freaking TV movie. About basketball. It on, and it had the guy that was on ER. It was. The guy that was, stabbed Kelly from. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Life it was, Goes On. It was some uh, cable TV movie. It, was, it wasn't stars. It was like something like that. And it was about. He well, was. Let's table this. No all right, fine. It's unimportant. Anyway. So, anyway, digimoscoping. Great. So, here's the thing. If you want to have a career like I did, I did it with blogging. Now, you have to pretty much do it with an Instagram influ- you have influencer. influencer. Yeah, Instagram's the way to go. Maybe Snapchat. Right. Um, you might be able to do something with a Facebook page. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe. That's where the old people go. But, seriously, get yourself a following and, right. and, and have this goal in mind. I'm going to have this following. Maybe people will send me free books. Keep your Instagram going. They will send you free books. It's super easy to get free books. Mm-hmm. Free bird books. Free bird books. And then once you get to that point, start. That's after you get start getting free books. That's when you can start looking for optic sponsors. Sharon is making the the give me money the <laughs> the coinage. I'm just saying. I know how this works. Grinding. And then like Simple. once you have an optic sponsor, that's when you have the travel people interested in you. Right. And that's when you get invited to do things to like go on familiarization tours. <sighs> And then after you do the familiarization tours, you can start leading tours. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Here's okay. So here, optics companies. Here's what I'm interested in: a money, mm-hmm. pay me. I assume you're going to give me optics. I'm not really interested in that. I'm really interested in the money. So one money to travel. You're not. That's not how it works in birding. You're okay. not going to get money from optics. I companies. am going to you're be. You're going to get stuff. I am a disruptor. So. A money, B travel. Okay, so if you want, if you can offer me those two things, 
hit me up. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your optics are like. Money and travel. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you. Hit Sharon at Birdchick.com Do not go for at B. Steitler on Twitters. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's not how it's going to work for you. If you want to be an Instagram influencer, you can get those things. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get them in birding. Okay. If you want money as an Instagram influencer, that can happen. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen in birding. You're going to get stuff in birding. There's not enough money in birding for you to get money. So anyway, hit me up. At B-S-T-I-T-E-L-E-R. Meanwhile, I am highly successful at what I do. You are. And I'm completely content with my optics. Doodly, doodly, doodly. <laughs> I love Swarovski. No, I, 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 I truly do. Like, if you have binoculars that will set people on fire if they use them, but you are willing to pay me money, hit me up. All right, Bill Targaryen. <laughs> you should start the Targaryen line of optics. Do we have actual news to talk about? Um, so, no, because I'm still on Tom's question about digiscoping. Oh, what is Tom's question? So, about it, so he was doing some digiscoping with a Canon 7D Mach 2 with the adapter for Swarovski, um, and he wasn't getting good results, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he wants to know what my point of view or my top three tips are for digiscoping. Okay, and I'm gonna one. Say, number one, look at your eyepiece. Okay. Whether it's a Swarovski or not. Because this is something I've noticed with a lot of my workshops. People are like, I have all the vignetting. Chances are good you have a smaller eyepiece than I do. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have, depending on that, a lot or some vignetting. You can zoom some of that out, sometimes with your camera, sometimes with the zoom on your scope, if your scope has a zoom function. Right. If not, then you need to have the Vignette Birds Instagram account. And if you start that and you get a lot of followers, you'll get all the things I told you that an influencer can get. Mm-hmm. Number two, take a lot of fucking photos. I'm, I'm here to tell you, like most people with your SLRs or iPhones, like, yeah, I tried taking some photos and I took like 16 and they're all terrible. Yeah, your first 16 photos Here's are going to be can shitty. Can I sidebar on this? Sidebar. The things that you see on online are not the final versions of the photo. Like people who are yeah. like, oh, I have vignettes. It's like, yeah, somebody else did that and then cropped it out. I will say two exceptions to that. My first time, like, taking a photo with, like, a point-and-shoot when Clay Taylor, the one I first got to mm-hmm. know, and he was like, here, play around with this digiscoping thing. And I did it, and, like, my first photo, digiscoping. Really, I shouldn't say, it's not, like, great photo, but good photo. And I was like, oh, my God, these mallards are in focus. And then also, like, the first time I took a photo with my iPhone, just hand-holding mm-hmm. it, I was like, fuck, I actually took that photo. This is great. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you will get one good photo, but you you have to practice because a lot of photography is lighting, mm-hmm. timing, and knowing your subject. First mode is your friend. First mode is your friend. And also just constantly doing it. Yeah. Always take it. Like, I take my scope everywhere, and people are like, don't take your scope here. And it's like, I'm going to Every, take it. Every, yeah. Every photo that you see in a birding magazine, that is one of 60 photos. You, it's horrifying. If you actually went, if, if whoever steals my iCloud account yeah. and actually goes into it and like tries to go into the photo section mm-hmm. and they see how many tens of thousands of photos are there, they're going to weep. And especially if you're trying to find porn the, to blackmail me, it's just you're going to have to deal with a, a lot of crappy bird photos. A, that's not going to work. B, the angry bluebird guy. How many photos of that bird did he take? And that was the wrong photo. 
And that was in the 1970s. Yeah. But, like, that's... You're going to take take a lot of photos. You're, you need to take a lot of photos. And, and then also, so the first time you ever practice with your SLR, with your scope, and with or with your smartphone and your scope, just, just sit down on a bird feeder for an hour. You've got, like, on a phone, you've got, like, 64, 128, 216 gigabytes of photos. And that's if you don't have an iCloud plan. Exactly. Just fucking hold the thing down. Just wail. Pick the one that's the best and delete the rest. And then do what I do when you're stuck waiting someplace and you yeah. have nothing else better to do. Delete all the bad photos. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that's two tips. And then the third tip is wait for good lighting. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I'll be, you and I will be out for our occasional walks and be like, oh, that's an amazing photo. It's like, yeah, let's, let's walk a quarter of a mile around so that the lighting is better. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes like it, the bird is has a cloudy background behind yeah. it. But if we just walk like twenty more yards ahead, mm. we'll be higher up, and the bird will have trees behind it. It'll have right. a colorful background instead of a clear background, and it'll look ten times. Better. My my general advice is think about like you don't need to take a photo from your height. Like get down. Yeah, get lower. Down. Or, or get down, like, get higher. And what's a yeah? What's a you know? Hold the phone. Hold I watched it today building. when I was on top of the Upper St. Anthony Falls Lock, and people were like, "Oh, will you take this picture of yeah. me with the waterfall?" It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, could we just walk like another like fifty yards because the sun will be?" No, I want the picture here. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. "You're gonna be backlit, but okay, I'll do this." Yeah, no, I was uh, I was doing photos for an Instagram account today for uh, a business, and I was just like. I'm not going to just shoot. Here's what it would look like if you were shopping for this. I'm going to shoot this lower and make it more interesting. Yes. You have angles. Use your angles. Use your angles. Use your angles. All right. All right. So things that we're... We have not gotten to news. Let's get it. Let's get to some news. Start with the depressing stuff. End with the lighter hearted stuff. I don't know if this is depressing or not. I know. All right. Hit me. In early May 2019, a Sandhill Crane family hatched a Canada goose egg. That's not depressing. Did they kill it? Not yet. Okay. But it could be a possibility because a Sandhill Crane could eat a gosling. Anyway, they're raising it with their other colt. All right. Their other so, actual Sandhill Crane colt. So what's the idea? Is that the egg was just there or that... It's probably just egg dumping. Okay. You know, it's that time of year when, like, you know, a young goose finds herself... You just gotta go. Finds herself with an egg, and she has to do some stuff. Do you know what you're going to? Okay. And uh, the the Canada Goose Goss, oh, wow, they, they've updated this. So on May 26th, this is, this is like a full-on Canada mm. Goose chick. And the thing is, is with Sandhill Cranes, you know, when, when mm. Sandhill Cranes and Canada Geese chick hatch, they're precocial. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, they can, like, walk around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like a naked robin chick where, like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to feed you. And so this is going to work. Uh, and so far, so good. Uh, uh, they're working. But is this Canada goose going to imprint on Sandhill Cranes? That would so be it- fascinating. Do uh, Canada geese have the secret gene that uh, cuckoos and cowbirds have where it's like, oh, in, you know, 20,000 years... Uh, Canada geese are going to be like, you know, laying eggs in other birds' nests and then, you know, screwing okay. off. No, 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 no. I was more thinking like in the gene of the sense of like mm-hmm. cowbirds kind of figure out after they fledge like, 
Oh, I'm not really what raised me. I'm mm-hmm. this thing over here. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen with a Canada goose. Because you have the instance of like sandhill crane or whooping cranes being raised by sandhill cranes and right. being kind of confused of what they're supposed to mate with. That's Well, I mean, that's my that's my point is that there's not like when you're talking about genetics, there's not a sense of, oh, the genes know this. It's not Some like, genes do. It doesn't with Canada but case. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, cuckoos didn't, quote unquote, figure this out, that they could lay their eggs in, in their nest and another bird would lay those. I don't think we're watching something like a cuckoo situation happen. But maybe we are. We'll never know. That's the crazy thing. You and I will never know. I'm you and I will never it. know what birds are like 10,000 years from now. Oh, that's fine. Birds aren't going to be... Pretty much the same, except a lot of the birds that we like now are going to be gone. Maybe. Climate change. Maybe. But I'm just saying, like, they'll figure out different behaviors. In 10,000 years that much? Eh. <sighs> We're just going to lose some birds. Anyway, so so the so the Canada goose is still hanging around with these... Uh... Yeah, and it's kind of at that ugly, awkward gosling stage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're, they're still alive. They haven't killed it yet, is basically what you're Well, and me. now it's too big for them to eat. So, yeah, they're, right. they're in it to win it now. Okay. Pitter-patter. They haven't, uh, like, it's feeding itself and... Uh... Yeah, and I mean, it's it's literally too big for the sandhill crane to eat. Now, is this bird in... Because I know there's a lot of, you know... Is this bird in an area where it can find other geese that it will hang out with and learn how to migrate Maybe, but with? I feel like at this point it's too late. Hmm. All right, so terrible story. Great, thanks. Sharon. No, no, no. I mean, the goose is going to be. It's the goose is going to become a Canada goose. Mm-hmm. It's just probably not going to mate with another Canada goose. And I mean, that's fine. We don't need any for more for you. We don't need any more Canada geese for right you. now. You know what? I don't need. Maybe to... this was the goose that cured cancer. Maybe you and I could have had the kid that cured cancer, but we didn't have kids by choice. Well, at least. None that I know about. None that I know about either. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's an old, it's, it's an old Elaine Boozler joke. I'm a Canadian. I'm a comedian. I'm uh, 20 years old. I don't have any kids. At least none that I know about. I have their kids out there. I don't know about. Maybe. <laughs> what? Just casting spores against the wall. Sure. Why not? All right. I I was. Before you knew me, I was like a total cowbird. Sure. I was just like laying eggs everywhere. Sure. Just putting them in. Anyway. There were two babies in this neonatal ward. I don't know what's going on. Oh, that's a terrible joke. Oh, my God. Why? Is, but there's well, a, oh, I'm sorry. I went too far. No, I'm just thinking of all the times like people send me nest pictures like, what's up with this egg with all the spots? And now I'm just like thinking of a neonatal ward and like there's suddenly a baby in here that has all these spots all over it. What happened? Well, it's 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 crying. I guess I'm going to feed it. <laughs> and suddenly the nurse just tosses the other baby out of the, what the fuck no, is wrong with you? I didn't say the nurse would do that. <laughs> Well, that's what happens. No, that doesn't happen with cowbirds. With oh cowbirds, it's like the cowbird just asks oh for food Lord. more often. Oh, this is not God. like Europe where, like, the baby just, oh. like, the the parasite baby just pushes the other oh babies out of God. the neonatal ward. 
ladies and gentlemen, we have been married for 21 years. We've been together for 25 years, and this is the most accurate representation of what our relationship is like. In case you're curious, how can I have a relationship like the Steitlers? This is what it's like. Make a terrible joke about babies having spots. <laughs> One baby pushes another baby out of the Let's crib. Let's be clear, I said that was a European baby. It was a Brexit baby. God damn you. Uh, now, cowboys don't do that. Keep in mind, I said, what's the least depressing story we could talk about? All right, what do you got? People pay us for this. Baby, oh, I don't know if you want this story. Hit me. What could be worse? I I just want to preface this, that this came from smithsonianmag.com. We know the Smithsonian. Right. We know the Smithsonian Museum. Baby sharks do 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 eat songbirds. Oh, yeah. That's the actual headline, by the way. It's like, there are all the do 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 a survey of 105 tiger shark stomach contents revealed the ra- remains of 11 land-based bird species. Okay. Um, so anyway, people were doing some studies on tiger sharks and just tagging them. It's like, hey, while well, we have you here, why don't we just like... Well, part of it was the, the, the sharks were barfing as they were tagging them. As, right. as a lot of animals are wont to do. Yep. Uh, when you try to uh, empty tag your them. stomach to lighten yourself to get away, yeah, yeah. So they found like a lot of stuff in there, like pitter patter. Let's get at her. God, let her get Um, they found like would like they'd find pieces of sea turtles, fish, mm-hmm. whale carcasses, sea snakes. Um, and they found uh, in total forty one of the one hundred and five sharks, aka thirty nine percent. Dined on house wrens, barn swallows, eastern meadowlarks, and other species that would be migrating across the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, so nice. now the speculation is, yeah. were these just opportunistic sharks? We're like, oh, hey, here this is. Yeah. Or have sharks figured out certain things, to weather patterns and whatnot? Yeah. It's like, if I go to this area, I might find all sorts of morsels of things to eat. A, I'm having the I'm happy these sharks are eating birds and not pieces of plastic which is the horrific news that i've been reading lately mm-hmm. uh two it was like oh wow it's really amazing that these birds make it across the gulf like they don't well we did a story a while back of, of um they were putting sensors on birds where mm-hmm. we would be able to know far more about the bird than ever so like oh the heart stopped beating oh it's over the gulf of mexico yeah it probably died somewhere in the gulf yeah. it was on purple martins i think if i yeah. recall but that's Hey, guess what? Circle of Life's protein needs to go somewhere. There's I'm also okay with it going to sharks. And I mean, it should have gone to sharks for a long time. There's there's also the time of year on a lot of birding pages that you see. It's like, is anyone else tired of all the dead bird photos? Because people find dead birds yep. this time of year, and it's like, well, it's not against the birding page guidelines, and also. Birds die. We need to be aware of all the different ways they die. And. Keep in mind, before humans were here, coyotes, foxes, what else would eat these birds, you know, the birds that were... Well, there's eating the birds, but then there's also, like, 
birds flying into windows. There are more sure. ways for birds to die now than ever. Mm. And we shouldn't just just say, well, I don't want to like not look at birds that hit windows because that depresses me. Sure. And yeah, that's just the way that bird died. It's like, no, there are a lot of ways. It's sharks. Sharks are okay. That kind of has to happen. But mm-hmm. windows don't have to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the other... I'm I I have no reaction to this other than okay good I'm glad the sharks are eating these birds I'm glad the these animals are getting protein from other animals For the record everyone non-birding bill is pro sharks eating birds Sharknado yes. starting Ian no wait I'm sorry starring Ian Ziering I am personally taking great white sharks uh, up north to the arctic circle to throw them at snowy owls You heard it here first folks all right, so that's the public podcast. Is it? Okay. All I don't right. have anything else unless you want to like talk about... Let's talk about something nice. Hey, there's a friend of ours has a TV show coming out this week that you should watch. Mm. It's called Good Omens. Oh, yes. And Talk about it. Uh, will you talk about the book part? I'll talk about the TV part. All right. Uh, Neil Gaiman, a uh, friend of the podcast, friend of ours, uh, wrote a book uh, with Terry Pratchett. He has adapted it into a TV series. You've probably heard about it. It's coming out on Amazon Prime on the 31st of May. You can see it. It's got everybody in it. It's got... Um, it's got the John Hams. It's got John Ham is in it. It's got... Uh, one of the doctors. One of, David Tennant is in it. Uh, it's going to be a huge deal. That guy it's that on, played Wesley Snipes on uh, that Tina Fey TV show. Yes. Many, 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 many So a snipe is a side. bird, so you should watch it for, like, um, Wesley Snipes. Yes. It's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime. You should definitely watch it. Big ups. I'm so looking forward to it. I have seen nothing about this. I am so looking forward to it. I thought we saw some of it. No. Oh, that was a American Gods thing that we saw. Yep. Oh, I get them confused. Great. Super, super important uh, plug no, for no, that. no, 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 no. Anyway. Good Omens. May 31st. Now everybody's going to want Neil on the podcast. We can't guarantee that. We can't. No. He's hard. (laughs) Hard to get on the (laughs) podcast. No, I didn't mean it like that. Well, oh God. (laughs) He's challenging because he travels more than I do. I only slept with him on a love sack once, <laughs> and it was legit sleep. <laughs> Let's just end the podcast. I think we should end the podcast. Let the chits fall where they may. This is the end of the podcast. Ever. Ever. Uh, this is Perching Podcast number 248. <laughs> If you have any qu- any questions for anyone, please don't ask. Don't just, bother. Just, just, There's just, like, just stop. We're gonna change. It's done. We're going none to, of us know anyone. We're going to burn our, burn two bodies in a car and start our lives over. And the uh, children woke up. You'll never hear from us and again. And no one could find them. <laughs>